0: You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Meg and Beck. It's our mission to share how we pursue our passion for wellness while balancing our real world corporate jobs.
1: This is a place where green juice and wine are interchangeable and nothing is off limits. Instead of finding yourself down an internet black hole, we'll be bringing the experts straight to you so that your burning questions can be answered.
0: So sit back and relax on your office chair yoga mat and enjoy the episode.
1: super excited to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by willie's super brew
0: willie's is amazing so there's two flavors it's ginger and lemon super brew and pomegranate and acai super brew and the ginger and lemon there's ginger brown sugar lemon juice and turmeric which what Amazing. Like crazy. Basically, kombucha. Love it. But with more alcohol. (laughs) Um, And then pomegranate acai is pomegranate acai, lemon juice, and cane sugar. So each can has only 120 calories, 9 grams of sugar.
1: Gluten-free.
0: Gluten-free. They list all of the ingredients, which is amazing.
1: We just love that they keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I'm going to have a drink out by the pool or if Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a drink at a barbecue, I just want to keep it simple. Something that isn't going to upset my stomach, like a beer usually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does so it's our go-to for summer gatherings Mm -hmm. and you guys should totally try it Um, you can find it at a lot of different places around the city I most recently spotted it at Pemberton Farms in Cambridge Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and so you can find them um, at a store near you at superbrew.com and they'll list all of their locations and all of the information you can ever need
1: so thank you willies thanks willies Hey guys. <laughs> hey. Welcome
0: to the Detox Until Podcast. Long time no talk. And can people, have I asked this before? Can people tell our voices apart? I think they can. Okay. So, like, this is I Beck. can tell them apart. I'm Meg over this here in the corner. Okay. Now you know. Now we never have to talk about now it. Now you know.
1: We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. You know us. Okay. But, um,
0: okay. So, as you guys know, we're in corporate jobs. We live in cubes for most of our lives. Hashtag cube life. Yeah. For real. Um, but what about people going to work sick? Mm. <laughs> that face. If you could see Megan's <laughs> face right now, it's like so judgmental and so like
1: no. Mm-mm. So I have a couple different views. So I've had a super. So I'll tell you a little work history on myself. So I used to work in public accounting for about four years, which is super intense. So like during your busy season, you're working. 80 to 90 hours a week Um, and now I'm in a still a a corporate job but it's definitely much less intense other Mm -hmm. than the rare instance that I have to work on a weekend all that stuff so I do understand for a public accounting how you feel like that's the mentality that you have to be there Mm -hmm. no matter what Mm -hmm. however (laughs) when you go to work sick Especially when you're not getting enough sleep in general and you're just surrounded like mere inches away from people in public accounting, and you're like crowded into the same room. You are basically being like, F you, I'm coming in, like, too bad you're gonna get it, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, really, though. And it's like, so, it's like not necessary. No. You're in a brain fog if you're going to work sick so you're not getting as much work done anyway you're very unproductive so why even be there yeah and then you're going to get your whole team sick so they have to go Mm -hmm. through the same thing
1: and so that creates more
0: inefficiencies
1: yeah not cool it isn't and i feel like now in this job where i can work from home which is awesome if i feel like i'm even getting a cold Mm -hmm. i just will say sorry i think i'm getting sick and i don't want to and anyone right. else sick and I think people appreciate that mm-hmm. but then I also struggle so much you know because I always like text you in a panic mm-hmm. I feel like such a slacker mm-hmm. when I do that no I'm the same way so like I totally yeah. get why people
0: still mm-hmm. go totally like you want to impress your boss you want to you know be that person that like pulls or like pushes through anything but like at the end of the day your boss doesn't want to get sick either like your mm-hmm. coworkers don't want to get sick and I think we just need to have, like, a conversation around it. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, like, unspoken in the workplace. Yeah. And I think when, when you put everybody's opinions out there, it's like, okay, everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and it's like, one thing I'm trying to do more is treat myself how I view other people mm-hmm doing the same thing so like if a co-worker of mine emailed me and said sorry i'm not feeling well i'm gonna work from home i would never be like oh right. my god exactly. like, i can't believe them what a suck mm-hmm. so like why do i do that about exactly. myself you know? yeah
0: and like obviously there are cases out there where people take advantage of it and they're right. supposedly sick all the time it's like okay you're obviously not sick you're just not coming to work and there are cases where like okay you have you're you're not on a salary job and mm. you like, if you want to get paid, you have to work. So like, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have to go in you're still going to get paid or like, you can re- work remote, just stay away when yeah. you are sick. I agree. It's like, come on. See. You don't need to be a hero. Totally agree. Moral of the story. Don't be. A hero.
1: Just go home. Yeah. Just go home. Let yourself sleep.
0: Exactly. It's better for you. You're going to be sick less time. Yeah, if you go to work, you are probably gonna prolong the sickness. Yeah, it's not tough. worth it.
1: But I totally, I totally understand why mm-hmm. people do. But yeah, I am trying to spearhead the movement mm-hmm. for myself because I never sh- have yes. stayed home in the past. I am gonna stay home yeah. when I don't feel good. Use your sick days.
0: I yeah. feel like I read somewhere that was like only like forty percent of people actually use their sick days, which is like they're there for a reason and they don't carry over so yeah you might them. as well <laughs> you're getting might paid. As well. <laughs> yeah yeah and mental health is included in sickness as well seriously for, like Same. that is necessary sometimes yeah.
1: sometimes you just need a day to stay home and not be around people mm-hmm. even if you're still like you can still work yeah
0: and like maybe you don't need, want to work maybe you need to catch up on sleep fine yeah totally fine. but like
1: how good is working from home? Amazing. I'm such an introvert and like such a hermit mm-hmm. that even being in the office all day for mm-hmm. however long and like chatting with everyone, I like it and I mm-hmm. like to get to know my coworkers. But just being able to be at home, right, in my PG, don't have to get ready, immediate access to any mm-hmm. snack I could ever exactly. want. Exactly. And if you, like, want to go work out for a bit, you yeah. can
0: without you having to, like, walk. shower.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so good. So nice. Maybe I'm one going day. going home tomorrow. Me too. So excited. So
0: excited. Um, okay. So. Guys. <laughs> this, this is crazy. <laughs> this is Kay. huge. I'm going to say, for the record... I am very beefed up about this, <laughs> for real. <laughs> and if you don't know the reference, go back and listen. Yeah, I wish I knew the episode <laughs> reference
1: off the top of my head, but I, I don't. I say it's like seven. Luckily, six, we have not that many to choose from.
0: It's Jess's episode. Yes. So go back and listen to that episode, and you will know what we're talking about when we say we're beefed up.
1: Inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> Inside TNC joke. Um. So basically, Beck and I died last wow. Friday because <sighs> we were so overwhelmed and excited and just honored we had the amazing opportunity to record with almost 30 podcast what? and 30. i'm going to try and read it in and not sound <sighs> creepy <laughs> because i think i can definitely verge
0: yeah on that with them yep
1: uh but krista and lindsay
0: were generous enough to let us record with them and the wisdom I know and just the conversation that we had and the natural feeling of like just comfort when we walked into their room was like what I know I I felt like we had been talking to like friends we had known for years
1: yeah and we just rolled right into the Mm -hmm. conversation and it was so good I'm so excited to go back and re-listen multiple times take Mm -hmm. notes like they're just such role models Mm -hmm. For us. Yeah, this so. was a
0: big deal for us. So we're so grateful. We're so grateful for you, listeners, who have stuck with us through nine, is it nine, nine episodes? Not even to double digits. I know yeah. we're getting there. But thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Krista and Lindsay for letting us do this interview with them. Um, We really hope you get as much out of it that we did Mm -hmm. um, and as much out of it that we'll continue to get out of it. Yeah, Um, It was just so inspiring and motivating and it was exactly what we needed after some crazy, crazy couple weeks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And I'm just excited to build this community. Mm -hmm. I think if there's anything that I've learned from... Krista and Lindsay is just the power of Mm -hmm. a group of women and men who are just connected um, in their beliefs. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear. I don't think we sound nervous. I
0: don't think so either. I think we crushed it. And we talked a lot (laughs) lot about like just being yourself, which I thought was very empowering and like really has made me think over the last week. It's like, okay, like... The actions that I'm taking, are they me or are they someone that I'm trying to be? Like, okay, let's move towards more of yeah. what I need Can and what I I just tell you I that, like,
1: I recently, I think a lot of times, even in conversation, I'll say things that I might not necessarily fully think because mm-hmm. it makes the other person comfortable. Totally. And what I'm working mm-hmm. on is getting away from those white lies. Mm-hmm. Just being myself. Right. Saying what I think. Right. Because you want other people to feel good.
0: But if it's jeopardizing who you are, mm-hmm. then it's not worth it. It's not worth but I totally do the
1: same thing. I'm like, oh, no, like, totally, like, you know more than me. And yeah. Like, actually, like, a- I know. Like, how many times do I lead into a question like, this might be a dumb question? Like, right. You like, know, it's not a dumb question. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're moving on up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget to rate and review. Mm-hmm. We read every single one. Um, and we'll keep you posted what's coming up. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye, guys.
0: Well, this is like a dream for us. I know. Like, oh, we, we were really nervous. Yeah. We were
1: like really nervous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so nervous. We are so dumb. But I feel better now. Do yeah. not be nervous. <laughs> well, yeah, it was so good
2: to have you at the event last night in the Soul Cycle ride this morning. That meant so much.
0: It was so good. I like had tears. I was crying. Oh, it's oh, <laughs> <at, at> Soul? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I was like I was just like praying in my so own hard. like space because I hadn't done that mm. for so long and forgot how much of a release it is mm-hmm. to like just be with your body. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: completely agree Yeah, I f- kind of felt it in the room We were feeling it last night mm-hmm. um, At the event as well Where it's like Boston is such a special city um, And it felt like Especially the women Are just like becoming Pretty evolved mm-hmm. And like catching on to like Trends Not trends That sounds pretty surface What I mean is like Just fe- wanting to feel better mm-hmm. Wanting to step into their power it's Just like the time You know mm-hmm. And um, and the city's not quite caught up yet. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I really feel like the women in the city are going to disrupt the norm mm-hmm. and bring so much wellness and space and vulnerability, which is what this city needs. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah.
1: We talk about that all the time. I feel like I've been to L.A. once, but you can just tell wellness And spirituality and all of that is everywhere. And I just don't feel that in Boston. Mm -mm. So I feel like that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to start this. Mm Because, like, you know, the ladies at Ginger Drops, they're all doing such amazing things. But it feels a little slower, Mm -hmm. I feel like, than what you guys have.
0: And it's just reaching out to people. Like, we didn't realize that so many people were so willing to support and kind of collaborate until we asked the question. And they're like, yeah, totally. Why not? Yeah,
2: in la it's it's so good and but sometimes it's like it's like a competition of like who is the most I guess advanced in wellness like mm-hmm. it's just crazy stuff you know it moves like lightning fast mm-hmm. like what's big someplace else is already passed months before in la so it's definitely something to keep up with but I mean it's really changed my life in that way to kind of like prioritize wellness and be surrounded by wellness I I love it. You know, it helps you come into your own and be confident about eating well. Like my friends, we never go out to eat, Mm -hmm. which seems weird, but we'll go out to a healthy dinner early, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get home early, go on walks, be outside. You know, it's, Like, I feel so lucky. We always want to work out together. We always want to do those things. And um, I know that wasn't always the case wherever I lived. It was kind of like going to happy hour or going to, like, a boozy Mm -hmm. brunch Mm -hmm. or, you know, anything involved with, like, drinking and eating. And I've never really loved... Um, I love to eat for sure, but I've never really loved to drink. So being at a place where drinking is not, the focus is really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I lived in Chicago for a long time. It's a very drinking city, mm-hmm. you know, much like it is here. New York was too, but you could kind of get away with um, not drinking as much. But being in L.A. where drinking is not really a priority at all is like so aligned with me. I really love it. That's huge. It's huge.
1: How did you kind of, because one thing I struggle with mm-hmm. is, especially here in the summer, everything that anyone suggests is oh let's go grab a drink let's Mm. get a glass of wine how do you kind of how did you kind of transition that out of your life
2: Mm. I was so when I was in Chicago um I would go to the happy hours but I guess my fear of um gaining weight and I guess my my body insecurities overruled me going out and getting drinks so I've actually really never outside of college been one person to go to happy hours I would go but I wouldn't drink because I Mm -hmm. would always be fearful that the calories or the sugar or whatever was going to make me fat so Mm -hmm. I never really um was one to drink so it was like one kind of dysmorphia over the other but um I feel like I find too, when I've stopped drinking or when I stopped prioritizing drinking that so many people were like, Oh, I don't want to drink either. Mm -hmm. And they would kind of like find refuge in you Mm -hmm. or like be relieved that they didn't feel the pressure to also drink too. So I think less people want to drink than we think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and more people want to do the workouts or they want to do the walks or they want to do like a class or something new, which is really nice. So I think there's like a conscious transition. But um, if you just like own it and you're like, yeah, I, I don't really feel like drinking. I don't want to feel like crap. It's like no one's really going to say anything, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And I still have a drink every once in a while. But it is my life in L.A. is completely different than my life in New York and Boston. I've mm-hmm. lived in both cities. Um And I think for me, um, like connecting the dots between how I want to feel the next day. Like I, I kind of had a clear mind to say, okay, so if I do this tonight and I do these things, like, how is it going to make me feel in the morning? And like, my mornings are super sacred to me Mm -hmm. or they have become sacred. So I know that if I'm drinking the night before, that my morning is going to be um, pretty foggy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm usually kind of depressed after I drink. And so if I know I have something the next day, which I usually do, there's... Mm -hmm. Usually, not a day that I can just <laughs> get up and not do anything, right? Um, and that just started to make sense. And it sounds kind of dumb, but for so long, I was drinking late at night, having to get up the next day, and just fighting through, mm-hmm. not knowing that my creativity was stunted, my ability to connect with people and articulate was stunted. I just, my life, yeah, you just because it's usually, hey, do you want to hang out? Yeah, great. Let's grab a drink. Mm -hmm. Like it was never like, hey, do you want to go on a walk? Or Mm -hmm. do you want to like grab an early dinner, like Krista was saying, or maybe like meet for a workout class. It always had to be like this um, release in that way, whether it was Mm -hmm. drinking. um, I didn't do drugs. But um, yeah, so it's been really really interesting and then interesting to see how friends react right you know right. <laughs> to your new lifestyle yeah. um but the less attention you give to that part of it the, the sooner they'll let it go because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like if they're making a big deal about it it just becomes real silly real fast yeah. if you if you just it, almost ignore it mm-hmm. you know
0: well and like financially as well it's probably less expensive to go to a workout class than go get three or four drinks especially here in boston it's insane how much things cost oh, they're like 15 right. dollars. so you know
2: you guys were in new york it's it crazy. makes a
0: lot more sense just to go
2: do a workout class and then you feel so much better yeah mm-hmm. i never and that was something to the money thing so it was like not wanting to gain weight because of that and then the money thing always blew my fucking mind mm-hmm. like to, like, I remember my friends would go out in Chicago and, like, the next morning they'd be like, oh, I spent $150 at the bar. And I'm like, That's oh, my God, insane. I could buy, like, a
3: dress. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just
2: I was thinking very, like, material at mm-hmm. that time. So I'd always think of, like, what material something could I buy mm-hmm. in replace of, like, beverages where you just, like don't get any benefit Mm -hmm. and i feel like too it's like here or anywhere that where people really don't want to move or people want to move away from drinking you have to like lead the way you Mm -hmm. know like there's other women like you that really want someone to kind of stand in that and be like hey i don't want to drink tonight anyone else Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you don't have to drink forever you know what i mean have a glass of wine at dinner on a a great night when you're like preparing for it and you're like this tastes great with my meal but um, I think people would really be surprised and like excited to find that other people feel the same way they do Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and like the connection you Mm -hmm. make with other people it's insane how much more genuine it is right because I feel like drinking is a way to hide a way to kind of Mm -hmm. tap out Mm -hmm. of what you're feeling and I definitely did that for a really long time so my job was crazy I I work in finance Mm. still but a more reasonable schedule Um, (laughs) but before it was like 80 90 hours and that's what people would go to after work was Mm. just drinking excessively but I fell prey to that because I was like well that's what everyone does you know but you never are really connecting with those people Mm -mm. it's all superficial
2: they like it's like they I always feel like that when I'm out and people are drinking I'm like well see you later like because once it's like someone's buzzed, there's really no getting through to them Mm -hmm. you know there's not and this is probably me being a little judgmental but I just find that it's like the things that they say and the things that they do and really it's like there's a removal of um, like the conscious self. So they'll kind of react and be like, make, f- there's always the faces. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like girls will make crazy yes. faces or whatever <laughs> in response to weird things. And I just can't really understand. <laughs> I can't take it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, what are you like? I just,
1: you just make the same face. What back. are you doing with your face? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's going on? Cause it's always like, well,
2: wow. <laughs> you know, like a weird face and it's hard to like be conscious and kind of be around that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like what kind of, And what kind of conversations are people having, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you're drunk, that wouldn't be better if both of you were sober. Mm -hmm. People always fight. Like I always see couples and relationships are fighting and arguing and I'm always like, I don't think you guys would fight like that if you were sober, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the morning you'd be like, what were we fighting about? Right. You probably don't even remember. Like, why am I mad at you? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, completely. Yeah. Like I think about that, like Justin and I, you know, we have our, our fights sometimes and whatever but I think about that a lot like how much easier our relationship is because we don't have alcohol involved he doesn't really drink um he will drink sometimes and you know I'll be with him or I won't be with him but because of that we don't have like any weird fights or arguments or like questions or like jealousy or anything like that you know mm-hmm. it just makes being in a relationship a lot easier too right right so let's get back to before
0: you figured out all of this infinite wisdom let's take take us back to where you started before the podcast and kind of how you got to where you are in this mindset of just balance and kind of harmony and just humility. Mm
3: -hmm. I think, um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think it's been until very recently that I've experienced a sense of balance in the way that I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, i have always been uh, super active so i was an athlete and a dancer and in theater so you know whether i was in ballet class or a tennis practice i was always an athlete um but i was not necessarily nourishing my body in a way that um aligned with um performance um you know my parents always cooked home cooked meals but they were like more comforting family meals mm-hmm. um which was fine um but I was eating like chicken cheesesteaks, fries, and a yeah. sprite before ballet class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, you know, headed into high school, I be- became hyper aware of my body. And so I would just like restrict myself in stupid ways and then like binge. Mm-hmm. I would never purge. but it was just like, it just wasn't balanced. You know, mm-hmm. I always felt like I was kind of like rewarding myself and then restricting um and then in college it was kind of the same thing but on steroids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i would uh freshman year i was taking tons of laxatives Ooh. and yeah i don't really know what my thinking was there my mom a lot of people do that experienced it, like she yeah. was addicted to laxatives when she was young and uh-huh. i think i probably oh, heard wow. that story yeah, and like yeah. was like oh that's a good idea right <laughs> you know it's like fucked up you right. know, and um and so, like, my my body wasn't really absorbing nutrients in the way that it should. Um, I was ordering food late night, drinking excessively, taking Adderall to finish papers, like, mm-hmm. just all whack. And then I would go to the gym because I'm, like, an active person. But I would just, like, be on the treadmill for 20 minutes and, and like, do abs for five and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wasn't getting the intense activity I like, probably needed, and I don't mean to burn calories, I mean more just for like to build muscle mm-hmm. and like all of that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't really have a clear idea of how I should take care of myself until I started to teach for Soul Cycle. Um, so, really, in order to be a Soul Cycle instructor, you have to take care of your body and your mind in order to show up for people every single day. Mm-hmm. And that um, was a challenge you know, I was teaching 15 classes a week and trying to make up for, uh, the, the calories burned and it wasn't always taking in the calories that were going to be the best for my energy. And so I really had to experiment in that way. Um, keeping hydrated was always a challenge. And then the big part was like my mental health and, um, It was hard for me to give so much and then like figure out ways in which to like fill up my heart and really like challenge my mind um, so that I could keep evolving as an instructor. So I still like, I'm still doing that to this day. It's hard, Mm -hmm. you know? I try my best to take time for myself as much as possible. I'm an introvert at heart. So I do like spending a lot of time by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I, yeah, Yeah, it's so important, you know? Um, And I also have to like be okay as I get older with like not being ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, you know, I'm, I'm a people pleaser, but I'm also one that like, You know, at this point in my life, it's like if people don't understand why I would want to spend time by myself or if they would take it personally, I actually don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like this weird like, okay, well, you're just it's like natural filtering. Like you can stay or you can, you know, leave. Um, So, yeah, the self-care piece is something that we're it's constantly evolving. And L.A. is just such like a little piece of heaven to like experiment with all the weird Mm -hmm. shit. And you take some and you leave some. But it's it's nice to like be able to create a little ritual in my everyday to take care of myself. Um, and as my body changes, like my, you know, what I'm loving to nourish my body with changes. And that's kind of nice. Um, and it's, I think the last piece is just tuning into my body. I was not listening to my body for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, in order to lose weight, I was like doing an apple diet for two weeks, Mm -hmm. just eating apples, Mm -hmm. you know, like the body doesn't like that. (laughs) So I'm really asking my body, like, what are you hungry for? What kind of workout do you want today? Mm -hmm. You know, it's and and it'll tell you, it'll literally tell you, it sounds like your voice and it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. So,
2: and then for me, so I'm from Ohio, small town in Ohio, um, which is pretty conservative, pretty, um, not really inspiring so when i grew up i always felt like i was a little a little lost i guess i felt like i was a little different um i wasn't always like super cool or super outgoing i was kind of um a little weird and i felt like a little bit of a rebel like i was always kind of in trouble which is very weird (laughs) (laughs) like i was always like talking back or kind of just being a little bad like i was a little bad (laughs) And then that just like continued through my life and through, um, high school. And then in high school I kind of started to become more conscious and like understand that like, like I just remember putting the pieces together and being like, oh, like being nice is really cool and it makes people feel good and, and doing good feels good. And I kind of like that. So it was like following those like little hits through, um, high school and, um, in regards to my body and kind of like my wellness, I was just really doing like whatever diet I could. Um, I put on like a lot of weight my freshman year when I got on birth control Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like having a hard time with that. And I was having a hard time with my body there, but it's different because we didn't really have pictures as much.
0: Right. So I remember
2: like the first time I saw a picture of myself, I was like, that's what I look like?" like. I literally had no idea. I'm like, I was I never forget the picture I was wearing an old navy jean jacket (laughs) and a yellow old navy skirt and I was like that's me in that photo like Mm -hmm. I was so confused I'm Mm -hmm. like I didn't I had no idea I looked like that Mm -hmm. so I'm thankful for that that there wasn't as many photos or anything too but um, you know from from that and then from growing up my mom has always been really hard about weight and body and stuff so it's kind of always been ingrained Um, in my mind to be super aware of it and sometimes my um, value that I put on myself is related to like my weight or my my body being a certain way but um, my life really started to change when I um, moved to Chicago after I graduated and I read The Secret and I started to like really get spiritual and kind of like believe in manifestation of my life and that's when sort of like everything started to happen where I made the leap and I quit my job And then I moved to Patagonia for a few months. And then I started to really believe in manifestation and started to manifest. And I manifested um, Justin, who I'm with. He would probably not say we didn't manifest each other, but (laughs) whatever. Um, It was magic. And he was living in New York at the time, so I moved to New York with him. And then... um, I've just always been a seeker I've always been a learner so I just started to do podcasts started to do books started to really seek out any place where I felt like people were different than me and that I could learn from them I never really liked to be around or um not be learning at all times even you know when I was little and even when I was high school I like to be around people that are different so that I can learn from them because that's really important to me um And through trial and error and moving and, you know, growing and really just becoming more comfortable with the things that I've been given and my path and not being ashamed of, you know, where I'm from or what I'm about, I've really been able to, um, I guess, cultivate the personality of a person that I'm proud to be and um, that I'm happy to be. And, you know, having this Almost 30 with Lindsay is like the culmination of, of, of really mm-hmm. believing that I'm the person that I should be, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. And we're reminded of that every single day. So, um, I couldn't be mo- you know, more grateful of it. So cool. Mm-hmm. So
0: inspiring. I feel like, um, you both have been through a lot, which helps people relate to you. I know that's how Megan and I first found you mm-hmm. and first kind of bonded over the fact that we really liked your podcast and really felt like we could relate to the things that you were saying. Cause there are so many podcasts out there and no. not to say they're mm-hmm. ones better than the other, but there are some that it's just like, you don't feel connected to those people. You may still be learning. You may s- still be having a great time, but it's not that connection. Um, so you can, it definitely shows through that, that. And then
2: in that, like also provides a platform for others, like at the event last mm-hmm. night and everything to share with us too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know by Lindsay and I being really vulnerable about things that maybe people other people wouldn't it really provides people an opportunity to have a real connection rather than just like a surface one mm-hmm. um, so that's why you know people like you are just such fans of of you know in a sense of, of what we do because we are so um, raw and real about mm-hmm. things
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I think sometimes it's really easy to be in your own head mm-hmm. And one of the themes last night was obviously being stuck and feeling stuck. And I feel like sometimes you can, and I do this, internalize it and think it's only you who's feeling this way. Everyone else has it figured out. And I think just having that forum when I talk to four other women and every single one is stuck in some area. And just to have the perspective that it's not just you and there is this community, I don't know. I think we're just... At least I was brought up, like if you're struggling, keep it to yourself, push through, power mm-hmm. through, don't let anyone see. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting that that's starting to shift and there's such compassion from other people when you share that part of yourself.
2: Mm. Yeah, I
1: completely
3: agree. Yeah, I don't know where like we learned and I, I don't even know. I'm trying to track back mm-hmm. like where we learned to... Um, like have one these walls up but also to not trust people with our feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, like I guess maybe maybe it's a case by case basis, but I guess like if I think back my parents kind of had that or like one of my parents um definitely kind of drove that home where you have to be private and, you know, not share too much because God forbid they tell other people, you know, it's this sense of just, you know, protecting, Mm -hmm. um, how you're feeling. And I think that's kind of being lost in translation where like, you know, it's not, you can protect your energy, but like connection is the gateway Mm -hmm. to so much healing, so much opportunity, um, and so much um, wealth outside of money, you mm-hmm. know, like I think we're so focused um, at a certain time in our life on just like getting a great job, and making money yep. and becoming an adult and all yep. the things fall into place in Boston yeah. and New York and especially yeah. on the East Coast. It's like that mentality. But, like, what i found, especially in L.A., the moment I take the pressure off of that, mm-hmm. take the pressure off making a certain amount of money and just focus on connection mm-hmm. and being myself and being vulnerable, and we've seen this through the podcast, all of that other stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this weird, like exchange of currency, right? It's like more than just the money. It's the emotions and the permission to share and open up. And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a it's like
0: a domino effect. Once you have that, it just and we've seen it as well. And we've only been doing this for a few months. And we've met so many amazing people. And they've just filled us up so much where you know, we may still be feeling stuck in our nine to five, you know, hashtag cube life. But <laughs> it's like so stuck. we're getting <laughs> filled up by all of these other connections that we're making now. And it helps us to motivate ourselves. We're doing so much more than we ever thought we could do. And it's like that believing in ourselves that we've mm. really and we're far from, you know, being perfect with that. We definitely have our days, but it's like amazing how much manifestation and connections and all of that plays a role in how you're feeling at the end of the day
1: Mm -hmm. and I just want to say that is exactly what I needed last night I was kind of sharing similar things about feeling stuck usually I do hold it in yesterday just cried before work (laughs) you know and love my husband to death he's a problem solver so he's like let me fix it and I'm like you can't like we can't right now I just need to let this out but just being at the event sharing that and you know I left just feeling like okay like there is something out there there is a plan that I might not always know but it was really cool Mm
3: -hmm. yeah the moment you open yourself up like that it's like um, it's like this other dimension of like intersection you get to see like in a group like that Mm -hmm. we had it in New York as well you Mm -hmm. would not believe like the synchronicities that happen within the smaller groups and it's so fun Mm -hmm. to witness that and to be a part of that like every day and that happens every day Mm -hmm. it could be the person next to you in Starbucks like Mm -hmm. it's just and and to be more open to that makes life just so much more fun and Mm -hmm. fulfilling Mm -hmm. and um, we're so concerned with getting from a to b super quick and like at that speed there's no way that we can pick up on these little things Mm -hmm. that are showing up for us
1: Mm -hmm. and especially in boston i know you have lived here before Mm -hmm. um i'm not from here either i'm from pennsylvania but just in pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Box County, you know. Also, I've never, <laughs> I've never been to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Also, cool. from Pennsylvania. Where? Yeah. Um, near uh, Bucknell. Oh, my sister went to Bucknell. Yeah, I, so went to Bucknell. I was going <laughs> to tell
1: you, Cameron was in um my sorority at Bucknell. What's going <laughs> so on? So weird. <laughs> <laughs> so Arched so back of head. <laughs>
3: she's, <also> <laughs> <mainly>. <laughs> she's, she's the best. She's the best. The best. Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, crazy. Are you
3: like secret best friends and I don't know this? Hmm? Are you secret b- best friends and I don't know this? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was thinking too when you were talking about, um, you know, talking to your husband. And um, I have sometimes similar experience, you know, with Justin. Uh, and there is something about talking to a woman. Mm-hmm, There's something mm-hmm. about talking to a female mm-hmm. about stuff that is kind of irreplaceable. Even with someone who's meant for you, you know, your husband, Justin, it's like I just the caring and the Mm -hmm. compassion and the understanding without a intention to change Mm -hmm. is just unparalleled with women. Mm -hmm. So when we have our events, it's just, you know, so rewarding and fulfilling to see strangers kind of connect and share, you know, it's funny, like if you guys would have walked in and like just met each other without us being there, it's, it's not really us, but it's really just like the environment and the situation, you know, and you'd be like, hi, how are you? What do you do? But the way that like things happen and progress just creates this opportunity and this space for women that don't know each other to completely share like something that's very special and personal to them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's amazing and we're so thankful that people you know do share and people do get really honest and really vulnerable and are willing to to, um connect on that level because you know we need more of that in in Mm -hmm. natural situations it doesn't need to be forced but um i'm so glad that you experienced that and i'm so glad that this stuck uh, topic really resonated because mm-hmm. you know Lindsay and I we go to these events and we kind of wait until we're tapped or we wait until something really hits us as um, a topic that we want to discuss with a certain situation or a certain group of people um, you know so it feels really good to know that that resonated with you guys because um, it means that you know we're doing the right thing in that sense by providing that topic
0: mm-hmm I think it's interesting too. I feel like with s- all the changes that have been happening and happening in the world over the last few years, a lot of times women are put up against each other. There's a lot of competition and there's a lot of, you know, you have to be better than the next person or you're not going to make it. Especially I think here in Boston, it's just like a, it's like man eat man. It's or woman eat woman. It's, intense. it's, it's very intense. <laughs> it's intense. And so mm. it's interesting to kind of have that awakening and, you know say to myself it's not there's space for everybody It this this is not a competition there's Mm -hmm. so much room for everybody to be exactly who they are and what they want to do and progress however far they want to progress Um, and it's not you know it's not the end of the world if somebody else is you know being successful you know it's better to be happy for them and then things will happen for you as well Mm -hmm. it's like this awakening and I've always kind of had that like competition in the back of my head and it's only been like the past year that I've finally been like okay I don't need
1: to
3: let it go (laughs) I don't need to worry
0: about what other people are doing
2: yeah. I think you get older and you kind of forget about that. There's mm-hmm. like, a, I don't know when I, I feel like when I was younger, I kind of felt that way with social media. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it must be, you know, I wonder if it's like being Harvard here and BC and all the universities that are kind of like next level that maybe creates like a competitive atmosphere where people have been competitive their whole lives and then they leave Mm -hmm. and, you know, join like a consulting firm or something like that and just like keep a competitive nature. But Boston has a very masculine energy. This place Mm -hmm. is masculine Mm -hmm. as hell. Yeah. So I could imagine, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. uh, like you have a, there's a competitive part, but it's really nice too because more women are doing what they want and more women are finding themselves in creative fields or creating businesses or creating um, dreams around their passion that, it does allow another space to open up where women can feel like they don't need to be competitive because they're doing things that no one's ever done before, Mm -hmm. you know, on Instagram or on business with their businesses and marketing or whatever they're doing, life coaching. Um, There's just less competition because it's so new. So that's like another refreshing feeling like with podcasting, you know, it is, it has become so popular right now, but it's really only just started. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Mm
0: Mm-hmm
1: one thing I'm curious about because I'm also an introvert so spending time alone by myself is like favorite thing in the world so you kind of touched on it a little bit last night but I'd love for our listeners to hear this tour is obviously so intense and obviously so amazing and fulfilling but how do you protect your energy in the situation are you so exhausted right now
3: yeah, we're, I'm yeah. exhausted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, it's a different kind of exhausted. Um, okay. I was literally just like staring out the window. And just. He wants to jump. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to jump. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. I mean, we're also so, Kristen and I are so close. So mm-hmm. like we know each other very well. And I know when she needs her time and she knows when I need my time and we can be silent together and mm-hmm. it's fine mm-hmm. you know those are the best friendships yes. when you
1: can be silent exactly
3: with yeah so I don't feel it you know in our I- between us it's more um I'm learning how to um and I've t- been talking about this lately so I feel like I've been saying it a lot but just like creating space in like my container to um take in all of this love and um Cause I, I know we've worked for it and this is our dream, but to like truly believe that I deserve it mm-hmm. and can also, um, show up for it has been challenging. Um, so I'm, I'm learning how to do that and it's been really helpful to find, um, alone time, quiet time before the events, um, we'll do that together and then we'll, um, sometimes do it separately as well. Um, depending on what kind of event it is. And, um, for me, I've been doing more of like moving meditation. So whether it's like in the shower before the event, or I take a walk or I put on a song that really just resonates with me that day. And I'm, you know, I can get into that space of being in my body and, um, understanding what's true right now. The truth is, you know, you know, in Boston, we had 60 women show up on a Thursday night to connect and to share vulnerably and to feel good. And that is the truth. What is not the truth and what would sometimes distract me or get in my head was, I can't do this. I'm not fit to do this. I'm not experienced enough to do this, et cetera, et cetera. All those thoughts come in. So. It's really um, being very aware that my thoughts are not me and I can observe them and let them come in and come out. Um, But really, you know, grounding myself has been uh, super important. And we're going to go back to L.A. and I'm sure we'll both enjoy a little like Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) self-care, treat ourselves. Um, But this has been, as much as it is exhausting, it is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. you know there's no doubt about that
2: yeah and I'm an extrovert so I like live in these situations and I don't really I've never really liked I like alone time sometimes but I've never really been one to um necessarily need it but I think that it goes back to to the not drinking thing and the eating well. You know, if Lindsay and I weren't working out and getting our sleep and meditating and eating really well, like, this could kill you. Mm -hmm. You know, doing events all day and then events at night and running from place to place and going from city to city. Um, So that's been something that has been a game changer for us. And then also, too, it's like, it feels really good to be at a point in my life, and this has happened very recently, where I am able to do this because everywhere I go I'm myself Mm -hmm. you know I it's just I just go around and I'm and I'm just me I'm I'm here and I'm me and I'm and I'm there and I'm me I'm not it's exhausting to have to fake it and it's exhausting to have to be anyone else but yourself and I think Mm -hmm. that's where people sometimes um, could lose the energy or lose the steam in doing something like this but be, to be in a place where I'm knowing that all I need to do is wake up and be my complete self is, like, the biggest relief. You know, I was working at my 40 hour a week job mm-hmm. um, up until very recently, and I was lying, you know, for 40 hours a week mm-hmm. about, ev- you know, just about everything. Mm-hmm. So um, to, to know now that I just need to be Krista is the best feeling.
0: I, I just got goosebumps. That's, that's so cool.
2: Um, where, was there
0: a moment before the tour where you felt like you needed to do more? And how did you get to that point of saying, okay, we're going to go around the country and we're going to find these women and bring these women together? I have no
2: idea how we... I don't know how we do this sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. like I don't know what happened. I I think we were like, let's do events. And then it turned into a tour. Mm -hmm. You know, it turned into more. But really, we were having these um, magical experiences in L.A. You know, that were as... Life changing as what we had in Boston and New York and Chicago and Toronto and everywhere we've been, and we realized that you know we're not doing our due diligence if we're keeping the the experience of what these women were feeling to just being in LA, and that taking it on the road was going to be very important um, to us. So that's when we really started to to make it happen, and we definitely took on more than we can chew. You know, I, I've thought many times that maybe we should have done this next year. Um, but next year it'll be bigger and better. Mm -hmm. And we'll always find a way to kind of like make ourselves have so much on our plate that we're stressed out. Mm -hmm. Um, but really like what happened last night should be happening in more places. And, and Lindsay and I are lucky enough that we are, um, conduits of this information and we are able to create a space where women can feel like that. And, that's what we're here to do, you know, and we'll do anything to, to make those type of things happen and help women feel unblocked and help women feel good about themselves and more connected to their community. Mm -hmm. Um, so even if we're really tired, we're just, you know, willing to make it happen. Mm
3: -hmm. And I think too, like, um, as with anything in my life, like I, I'm not going to wait until we're ready Mm -mm. to do this. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, we've always been pulled forward in this process. We've always been willing to show up. And it has, you know, produced this result every time of like, oh, this is okay, this is our next level. You know, we just trust that when we are pulled to do something, whether we feel ready or not, that it is a part of our story that we are going to be telling and so, and that you guys are going to be telling, you know, about like the communities that you create um, in your own cities. And so, um, and I, I would say that it, it it's, Easier to do this when you have a partner, mm-hmm. I would think, For unless sure. you are so fucking like independent yeah. that it's like.
0: Can you imagine? Oh, I could not do it without no. you. I uh-uh. think about it all the
3: time. No. but yeah, it, it would just be so different. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But um, yeah, we're really, really lucky to have each other. Um, and so we were talking last night how you know we've never wanted to give up. It's just. You know, we have moments where we're like, can we do this? You know, but that was the moment that we had when literally what we said when Krista said, should we start a podcast? And I was like, can we do this? Yeah. We we're just like, well, let's do it. You Why know, not? and that's kind of been the thing. Every time we have an idea, we're like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and people show up. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had listeners in every single city help us with this tour. Mm-hmm. You know, however small or big a role they played, like it matters Mm -hmm. and we could not do it without a community. So we just know that because we show up, people are going to show up and
1: yeah. And can you talk a little bit about the fear, how you manage fear during all of this?
2: I think that we're so busy that it's, we don't have time to be scared You know, on Wednesday, for an example, we're speaking in front of two hundred people, and we have things up until the time that we go downstairs. So I'm not thinking. I'm not saying that that's maybe a good way to to manage fear, but that's been the case for us, and that's that's the truth for us. And we've been lucky that each situation that we've been up against you know we've we've kind of received confirmation that what we're doing is the right thing and again for me being my complete self and having Lindsay you know if I'm on stage imagine you're on stage in front of 200 people and I was alone Mm -hmm. it's very scary but if you're on stage with your best friend someone that you feel comfortable with it makes it that much easier you know, having one person there where you feel like your complete self and, and, the community we have, and you know, you guys know, um, they're so open and, and they're so kind and they're so sweet. So it's finding those people that truly believe in you that help you to kind of forget about fear, and to um, really go for it, and then other than that, it's practice. You know, it's kind of like taking the steps to the small steps one at a time um, to really help build confidence in yourself to believe that you can do um, whatever it is that you set your mind to. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and it feels like a healthy fear. I've never felt like in danger <laughs> or like, oh God, everything's gonna fall Run apart. <laughs> it it literally feels like we're evolving Mm -hmm. like that kind of fear so um also like anytime I'm afraid it's usually because I'm telling myself something that's either not true or just exaggerated you know so I'm always like okay so wait what are you thinking like what Mm -hmm. what is that thought and just kind of breaking it down a little bit to what's really happening um and then it all you know falls away and and the moment that we're in it, it's like it's it's funny to look back and and think about how nervous we were. But I think it's healthy. I think mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it makes it exciting, and it makes it something that just it, it's it's a reminder that you're on the right path too. Like that fear, if it was so easy and we're like yes, real chill, <laughs> I'd be a little worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets boring. Yeah, yeah. but like when the fear yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and we're thinking about all of your little faces (laughs) you know like we just Mm want to do right by you Mm -hmm. um so that's when the fear comes up when we're like you know are they gonna like it we're like oh what what is the truth of course like they are so aligned and Mm -hmm. like if we are ourselves then they will be themselves Mm -hmm. and they will Mm -hmm. love it yeah you know
1: and one of my i just have to say one of my favorite parts of last night was watching the support between you two as each of you spoke. You can just see the other one is so captivated and supportive, and it was just amazing. I loved that.
3: Thanks. No one's ever said that before. That's so sweet. I mean, we feel that way. Like you know, every time <laughs> but you but can tell. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Um, yeah, it's been it's been really nice as like partners in this to watch each other grow too. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. Uh, be super vulnerable with like our insecurities throughout the process has been really helpful in the way that we evolve too. Um, cause it helps you grow stronger as business partners Mm -hmm. as well. Um, because I think sometimes insecurities get in the way of like getting shit done. And so if you can be, if you could just throw them out there on the table and just see them all, like it will make every interaction make sense. Mm -hmm. So there's never a question. It's never, um, like, Oh God, what is she thinking? Like, And then you start to like make up things in your head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if she knows I'm dealing with an insecurity, then she might know why I might react a certain Mm -hmm. way to something she said or someone else said, and it'll make sense instead of her trying to make up a story if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So yeah, it's been such a great practice and just honest open communication between really good friends too. Mm -hmm.
0: That's amazing. How do you balance other relationships and not get so involved with the podcast that you kind of let those go to the wayside?
2: Um, I'm probably not that good at this because I'm so obsessed with the podcast Mm -hmm. and I'm so obsessed with what we're doing and I'm so in love with it. Um, but I have Justin, my boyfriend who I live with, um, of five years. So I'm thankful that we live together. Mm-hmm. So we have every night from like 8.30 PM on, it's <laughs> like hangout time. till 9.30. Yeah. Exactly. Literally one hour yes. till 9.30. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what it is. So that gives us like a great great benefit but I think for other relationships what's most important is really like when I'm with other people is being completely with them Mm -hmm. so a lot of people go out to get a drink at a bar and then they're on their phone the whole time or you know they're they're drunk and so Mm -hmm. they're not really there so when I do hang out with people it's mostly one-on-one and it's mostly no phones it's mostly Mm -hmm. Adjust us, and it's mostly getting getting really deep and honest about like what's actually going on with our life, so that when we leave that hangout, we both feel very fulfilled and we both feel really caught up with mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, but I do feel lucky in L. A. Um, and as I've grown and evolved, that I have people that are sort of on a similar entrepreneurial path, so I can be really honest about you know what's going on, and they understand if I can't hang out for a while, or they um, are supportive of when we travel and things like that. But I really do you know, it's something that I have struggled with like shame around Mm -hmm. is like not, um, feeling like I give enough to the people that I love. You know, I can think of 10 people off the top of my head right now that I feel like I haven't told I love recently or I haven't done something nice for, I haven't been able to spend really, really quality time with and it breaks my heart. But, um, I just, you know,
3: try and do the best I can when I can, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah, I think it's definitely a challenge. And I think for me, like that, that um, intimate relationship, like the, the love in your life relationship, something I don't have right now. So it's like (laughs) thinking about, you know, making the space for him to come in. How do you date in this Mm, world? I go through waves where I like want to, and then waves where I'm like, well, if I meet him at Erwan, then it's meant to be, you know, like, you know, like sometimes I'm mm-hmm. actively like wanting to be set up mm-hmm. or I've been on the dating apps before and, um, and that's fun. And I kind of mm-hmm. like exploring that and then I get tired, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, get, very I get very tired because yeah. I'm not one to just be like, I want free dinners, So I'm going to mm-hmm. go out for dates this week. And mm-hmm. in LA, it's so different. I really, ha- I'm get, I got, I'm getting used to it. Like. Which is so nice. Mm-hmm. In New York, it was like drinks, mm. dinner, definitely was buzzed on every... For sure. And and then I would... I don't know what it's like for you guys, but if I go on a date and I'm drinking... Um, I'll know when I meet them within the first few minutes whether I'm going to be into them or not. Mm-hmm. But then as I drink, I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> you know I what I mean? I don't see
0: those flaws anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's
3: not flaws. It's just energy. Literally, yeah, you yeah. can read energy in two seconds and I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, mm. yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But um, so it in L.A., it's nice. So many people want to go out for coffee. Tons of people are sober. I that's don't know nice. if that's happening in Boston, but a lot of people no. are sober. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Um, <laughs> so it's it's been really nice. It's been really nice to get to know people uh, sober, and also um, during the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like night like casts this <laughs> weird like vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, in terms of just making space, I'm trying, but I'm also like very confident that like. Whoever I'm going to be with is going to see what I do and like love that it takes up mm-hmm. a lot of my time. Right. Well and that's And I will be need. conscious enough mm-hmm. to give them my attention, a healthy attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to have to like stop drop, and, r- and roll around right. and like leave the pod, you right. know, it's like, <laughs> they're going to l- like that. I am out mm-hmm. there doing all of these things. Yeah. And
0: mm-hmm. hopefully they'll have their own thing as well. So that yeah. will take up time, yeah. which is always yeah. a, a benefit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last question, um, I just would love to hear, and I know you've probably talked about it so much now, but your story of quitting your job.
2: Yes, I'm happy to talk about this. I haven't really talked about it a lot, actually. On the tour, I've, like, mentioned it, but I Mm -hmm. haven't. Um, So, when I moved to L.A., I guess I'll start back um, when I moved to L.A. originally. So, when I moved to L.A. originally, like, two and a half years ago, I was working at a company based in New York, and they let me go um, to work from home. So, I was working from home from, like, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., because it was East Coast time. Mm -hmm. And, um... I, you know, just came to a point where it wasn't really aligned with me anymore. And I wanted to make a leap and do my blog full time. So I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be making millions as a blog. (laughs) (laughs) So I quit my job and, um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't make as much money to live. So for nine months I was kind of scrambling. I was serving and I was babysitting and I was trying to find another job because I kind of didn't really set myself up for success. Um, And I kind of let fear get in the way of making any big moves or making anything really happen. But during that time, Lindsay and I started the podcast. You know, there was a few months there that during the day I was able to record with her. And we were able to, you know, record for five or six months on a janky recorder that we had. So we started the podcast during that time. I eventually was able to find a job after like, there was probably like 10 final round interviews. Wow. got into the final Justin I remember like it was like 10 Justin was like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen Mm -hmm. yeah because you know none of them you know I'm thankful now none of them ended up being a fit and it was all for a reason but Mm -hmm. it was really just like kind of like me needing to be more patient about what we were creating but um I was thankful to find a job you know in digital marketing so I worked there for about two years um they were really relaxed and you know, it was one of those jobs where people definitely um, were able to, like, live their lives outside. They were very focused on, like, family and being, being um, like, a person more than, like, a, an employee. But it wasn't aligned at all, you know. And, and my boss was really obsessed with what she did. She loved it. And it was really hard because I didn't, and mm-hmm. I didn't really care. And I wasn't really a good employee. Um, I wasn't present. I wasn't thoughtful. I never did anything above and beyond what I normally had to do. Um, and I was always fucking up because I wasn't paying attention. I was always fucking up because I was always thinking about almost 30. I was always checking almost 30 emails. I was always, you know, doing as much work as I could for almost 30 or my blog, um, at work. So it just was like, you know, bad situation after bad situation of me really kind of getting in trouble, quote unquote, for, for not necessarily being engaged with what I was doing. So I knew that there had to be a time where I, I was going to quit, you know, I was going to go for this full time. But I had such a fear, you know, I got into some debt when I quit my job before. So I was fearful that something like that would happen again, and that I wouldn't be able to do it. And I wouldn't be able to make it and I wouldn't be able to like, make it actually happen, you know, before because I didn't the time before. Um But it really just became apparent to me, you know, as things grew and as um, I connected with more of the people in in our community that I really needed to be um, a good example and really walk the walk and talk the talk. If I was going to be talking about living a life aligned, that I needed to actually live a life aligned. Um, And I think for a lot of people that means staying at their job and, and finding happiness outside or whatever. But for me, it really meant quitting my job that wasn't, you know, a fit for me. Um, And then moving on and really making almost 30 into what it's meant to be and really becoming the person that I'm meant to be. You know, if I thought about what kind of person, who is the Krista Williams that I want to be, I want to be living a life where things are more flexible with my work, where I can be on the go, where I can run my own business, which is, you know, kind of what I've always wanted to do. Um, So made the decision and, you know, on that And it started Things started to happen at work Where it was like I just started to really get bad And my boss just really started to hate me So um, on a Monday after hearing like a list of everything I was doing wrong, I was, you know, I was ready before then, but I just felt more ready than ever. And I kind of told them that I was going to do my two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I did my two weeks, um, at my job and everyone was, you know, everyone, if you say you're chasing your dreams and it's something you completely love, everyone's really happy for you. Yeah. Especially when everyone hates their job too. They're like, Oh my God, yeah. I'm so, <laughs> jealous. so jealous. You know, <laughs> like you're getting free. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's now been. Uh, two weeks now that I've been like outside of it and it's like the most liberating feeling and I don't have any fear I don't have any questioning Um, money is money shows up for us in such an easy way Um, easier than spending 40 hours a week at my job like there was points in time with my job where I would have you know two weeks of work and I would get this paycheck and I would look at that paycheck and for all the suffering, you know, mm-hmm. that I had to do for that paycheck, it would come like that for almost 30. Mm-hmm. We would do one speaking event and it would be my entire paycheck. And I'm just like, why am I even spending all my time doing this when I'm making money in a way that feels really good and that mm-hmm. where that's impacting other people and that I love? Um, so it was really a no-brainer for me. And now it's been, you know, just... I haven't ever looked back, which is, like, such a great feeling. So cool. Um, so I advocate for both. You know, I advocate for staying at the job and building your business like we did for two years. We built the business for two years, and then I felt really ready, and, and now it's just been, like, you know, the best. Mm-hmm. I hate to, like, say it, but it yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. Oh. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll seek for myself. I'm definitely in the midst of feeling stuck, so mm-hmm. it's really inspirational mm-hmm. to hear that.
2: Yeah. I mean, just and being I you know being more smart about my money the before I should have been a little bit more smart about my money I was just like spending the same amount Mm -hmm. as like if I had a job Um, but it's just so important to think about what lights you up and what is easy in your life and kind of continue to like follow that path and if work isn't um, easy for you making a, a change is really important can you imagine if everyone
0: did that? I know. I, I, be, I actually yeah. thought so about that. Happier. I'm like, what would the world be? Mm-hmm.
2: Literally, I thought about that. I'm like, what would the world be if everyone did that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. a lot happier. Yeah, yeah. and what you industries know? would not exist? Right. Mm-hmm. There'd what would be so many industries that would not exist, and there'd be so many industries that would be new, and there'd be it would just be so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually having this conversation randomly with my
0: father-in-law the other day. Um, And he was saying, what would the world be like if nobody was selfish? If that, if you took selfishness away, it's like, wow, that's really, it's true. Like if nobody was selfish and everyone was happy for everybody else and everyone was kind of just living their Mm. own truth, the world would be amazing.
2: And I'm like, would it be like a nudist colony? Like 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 honestly, (laughs) like what would like, what would it be? (laughs) Would everyone just be like, fucking each other <laughs> yeah
0: like Just naked, naked and like in the grass yeah <laughs> like it's so crazy i right. i don't no. know. like would clothes exist anymore we have the wild wild country exactly oh my god that's so true <laughs> It's insane. Deep With OSHA. thoughts. Yeah, deep I am glad that I'm out. not the only one that's having that <laughs> thought. Not at all. No. These are the things that go through my head, so, especially on the plane. <laughs> yes. I
2: always have deep thoughts on the plane. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think I've tweeted that before. <laughs> well, thank you guys so yeah. much for this. This was Oh, we love you guys. This was the hour. you guys are amazing. I mean, honestly. Like, no notes, you really flowed. You were so present. Everything thank made you. sense. Like, I'm so impressed. This was like the best interview people we've had of people doing of us it's been really great thank you
1: thank you um and i'm sure our listeners know where to find you but just yeah. in case they don't
2: yeah itunes almost 30 podcast on um instagram at almost 30 podcast almost 30 podcast.com and then my instagram is at 100 blog h-u-n-d-r-e-d and then Lindsay's is Lindsay simsik Lindsay with an e s-i-m-c-i-k
0: Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank again. You. We love you. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>